Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. So what about this? Good. <laughs> a lot of people, this generation is getting into cryptocurrency, getting yep. there and making some money, mm-hmm. and then they're bouncing in like six months. Exactly. Do they pay capital gains tax on that as well? Do you then like want people to love you the way that all the whole girls love you? Because they all come the at you. Ooh. Welcome. Welcome to the Singles Mansion. First edition, first season. Uh, uh, whoa! Oh, oh, God. <laughs> but I think that's gonna stick with them. That's crazy. Oh, just because you're talking about I know, I don't know. is it nothing okay. or okay. is it Yo, what's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony Neal. Welcome back to the table, the ATL edition. That's right. Um, I am really excited about today's show. It's going to be short, sweet, simple, straight to the point because it's tax season. And so I wanted to make sure during this time, I presented to you all an expert who is my expert. Uh, She is filing my taxes this year. Uh, She's been coaching me along this new journey as being a full-time entrepreneur. God has been a blessing to the company and she's been guiding me along this journey. And so I said, yo, I need you to come back on the show. Y'all met her last year, the People CPA, AKA my CPA. Uh, She's gonna come back and just really give us some wisdom, just some, if you're a W-2 employee, what are some things you should be doing? If you have your own business, what are some things you should be doing? If you are a W-2 employee and you have your own business on the side, what is it you should be doing? And we're just getting straight to the point. So, you know, y'all already know her. I don't need to introduce her to you all. She's the People CPA, a.k.a. Anthony CPA. Welcome back <laughs> to the table here in ATL, my sister. What's going on, fam? Oh, hello, hello, everyone. Thank you, Anthony, for having me here at the, the table ATL edition. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and tell them everyone your 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 legal names. They can look you up on social oh, media. Oh yes. Up front. yes, Don't give them your full name. So I want them looking for your address. And stuff like that. <laughs> okay, so my name is Shania. Um, I'm a CPA. Um, born and raised in the Bronx, New York. I have my CPA license in the state of New York, and I'm the founder and CEO of Fuller Financial, which is an accounting firm dedicated to helping creatives, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and affluent professionals with navigating their financial journeys. <laughs> That's right. And she's been a blessing to my life, man, over this last year. So uh, let's get to it. It's tax season. 
Mm -hmm. All right. Off the off the rip, the people watching us right now um, are ready to file taxes. They are ready to go get their tax refund. Uh, they're going to jump out there and go do it. What are some things that they need to be putting into place right now? One, to make sure that they maximize on their deductions, but two, they're doing it legally and ethically. Yes, heavy and illegal and ethical. So I want to start by categorizing individuals into two groups. Okay. Um, we have those that are earning traditional income, so we call it ordinary income earners. Okay. And then we have those that earn income via portfolio or passive income, okay. right? Um, because all of these dictate what deductions you should be looking for as you are filing your return. If you are an ordinary income earner, in regards to what refund you get, this is all dependent upon how much taxes you pay in through the year and also what deductions and credits that you get. Um, so if you are a W-2 employee, one way that you can maximize um, your tax position is by having proper withholding. Mm -hmm. So whenever we get hired into a new job, we're filling out a W-4. That W-4 form tells the IRS how much you want to have withhold from your checks. Okay. So the more you put, the less you have withheld. The less you put, the more you have withheld. What do you recommend? You want to actually, um, there's a W-4 calculator that's on the IRS.gov website. That's okay. free. Okay. So if you are unsure and you can't get in contact with the CPA, you can use the IRS.gov's tool okay. and it'll let you know how much you should put as a with, um, for your withholdings. Okay. Typically you put one for yourself if you have no dependents. If you have a dependent, you can start, you now start adding. So if I have one dependent, now I'm going to put two. If I have three dependents, I'm going to put four. Okay. If you are married and you are the sole provider, you can put two because technically your spouse is counseled your dependent. Okay. You want to have less taxes withheld so you can have more income in your pocket so you can take care of your family. Yes. So it all depends on your filing status. Okay. Okay. So what about those people who go in there and put like 15? <laughs> Those be the same people that, oh, <laughs> they be like, oh, how am I old? I'm like, let me see your W-4. And I look and it's like 10. I'm like, you don't have no kids. You don't take care of your parents. You don't have right. no dependents. Why'd you put 10? They're like, oh, well, somebody told me that I'll have more money in my pockets throughout the year. Right. And again, there's that, the, the weight of, okay, yes, we can have more money in your pockets throughout the year. Right. But come tax season, you may now owe because you did not have an adequate amount of withholding. So is there a way to where we can narrow it down to where maybe by the end of the year we get a little return to no return to we do just break even? That is the goal. That is every taxpayer's that should be their optimal goal because think about overpaying the IRS and getting a big refund is that you're not getting any interest. On Talk that. to me now. You're not getting any interest. So yes. you get this big refund. Yes. But again, it's money that you could have had in your pockets last year. Yeah. Could have took that same amount, invested it into a mutual fund, and made 10% off of it. Okay. But yet, you're waiting for tax season to get back something that has no interest attached Ooh, to it. I told y'all. I told y'all. See the people CPA. <laughs> the people CPA. Bye, CPA. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So now, keep going, because this is really going to be all you. Like, mm -hmm. I, I just want you to just really help the people, yeah. teach the people what they need to be doing, because I think right now, they want to get the most they can back from yeah. taxes. Mm -hmm. So, how do we help people get the most back? Yes. Um, so in regards to getting the most back again, that's not the goal. Our goal is to hopefully break even. Thank you for checking me on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not checking you. It's, it's, about, it's, about <laughs> <laughs> it's what I'm here for. Right. Um, so yeah, so this is when the taxpayer wants to take control of their financial life. Okay. So many taxpayers 
are just paying into the system and they don't know how it works, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you want to at least assess your financial position every quarter at a minimum um, to where you're looking at how you're earning income. Are you earning income just from your W-2? Mm. Are you earning income through a business? Mm. Are you earning income through investments? Mm. Are you earning income through somebody else's business, right? Mm. So you want to assess this because if these factors now change, you may be triggering additional tax liabilities because aside from additional income tax on your ordinary income, you may be subject to capital gains tax. You may be subject to, you know, tax on self-employment. You may be subject to taxes for underpayment if you were supposed to pay and you now owe. So you want to make sure that you are on track. So if you're somebody and I typically tell taxpayers, if you trigger schedules A, B, C, D, or E, you want to go ahead and get a CPA to assist you with your tax filing. Okay. Yes. Okay. So this down. you said capital gains tax. I think some people may be wondering, okay, what does she mean by capital gains tax? Mm-hmm. What is that? And how do you know you either have to pay capital gains or you don't have to pay capital gains? Yep. Mm-hmm. So a capital gains transaction is triggered when a taxpayer sells an asset for more than its original purchase value. Okay. So It'll, if I mm-hmm. bought it for 500000 and I sold it for 600000 I have to pay capital gains tax on that 100000 Exactly. Exactly. And now the thing about capital gains tax is depending on how long you held that asset, you may either fall into paying short-term capital gains or long-term capital gains. Okay. In the long term, most things are typically a lot more favorable. In the short term, your capital gains are going to be taxed at your ordinary income tax rate. Um, For this year thus far, you know, granted nothing changes with the new um, tax proposals. That ordinary income bracket is zero to 37%. 37%? 37%. Exactly. So imagine if you made $800,000 in investment income, you're going to pay 37% taxes on that. That's short term? That's short term, yes. So to mean a house that up I just to 37%. sold, I'm going to be taxed up to 37%. No. So there's exclusion. So I'll get into that after I talk about the long term. Okay, okay, okay. 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 So in the long term, capital gains are either taxed at 0, 15, or 20%. And this is dependent upon your income. Okay. So if you earn, let's say, less than $30,000, you can pay 0 Dollar in capital gains tax. For real? Yes. If you earn anywhere between, let's say, 30 to 400K, you're paying 15%. Okay. And if you um, earn even more than that, and again, you know, these thresholds may not be completely accurate. It's coming from my head. Uh-huh. Um, but if you earn more than that amount, you're now paying 20%. So even at a maximum, you're cutting your tax liability at least by 17% by holding your investment for more than one year. Okay. Is it one year? And you're the, you're the professional. Mm-hmm. I just study money too. I thought it was two years. What is a two year coming to play? So that's different. So what you're referring to is real estate. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So remember, capital assets are different because a capital asset can be machinery, it can be equipment, it can be a car, a vehicle, okay. it can be a business. A business is an asset as well. Okay. So what about this? <laughs> a lot of people, this generation is getting into cryptocurrency, getting yep. there, making some money, mm-hmm. and then they're bouncing in like six months. Exactly. Do they pay capital gains tax on that as well? Yes, they are supposed to pay. Why you say supposed to? The thing about crypto is because it's this new thing still, there's not a lot of regulations Mm -hmm. as with traditional brokerage accounts. Traditionally, if you invest in the stock market, you're going to get a form 1099B at the end of the year that shows your interest, your dividends, your capital gains, et cetera. Thing about a decentralized currency is that the transparency is not there. So yes, you want to be um, encouraging taxpayers to properly report this income, right. um, so that they you know won't be 
you know, question for tax evasion in the future, um, if they do figure out a way to track this type of income. But you want to go ahead and encourage people to, again, be legal and ethical and report yes. how much they earn. Legal and ethical. Yes. That's what we promote over here. Yes. That's why she's my CPA. <laughs> the good thing about reported income, because people are like, well, why would I report it if I don't got to pay tax on it? Well, it depends on if you are playing this game for the short term and the long term. Okay. Because in the long term, claiming 600K and gains from being a crypto investor is amazing, right? Right. right. Because you can now leverage your income to get personal lines of credit, business lines of credit. You can get mortgage. You can, you can continue to work on your wealth building journey. Yeah, yeah. Aside from not reporting income and you look poor on paper, well, guess what? If you're trying to come to me for some type of funding assistance or with a business idea, there and you look poor on paper, I'm, you're not probably going to get through. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Uh, she's still my CPA. I know y'all saying she said, <laughs> li- she said lines of credit. Well, she, when she advises me, she knows I only do cash. Yes. She knows that. But you did direct me on how to set up my taxes to set myself up to get my new mortgage. Exactly. And that's what I, that's what I love about it. You know what I'm saying? She, she's still my, yes, we call, we customize. Exactly. We customize. Cause we want to make sure again, it's all about your personal financial journey. Absolutely. And not journeys may all look different. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cash. <laughs> 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 He's right. got money y'all. He can hey, cash out on everything. Listen, listen God, is, God has been good. I, I'm not going to lie 2020, uh, one was a great year for me and I'm looking forward to seeing what God's going to do in 2022. Um, so, okay, cool. Let, let's do this. A lot of people right now are going to, like, I promote a smart tax. Smart taxes, mm-hmm. I mean, no hidden fees, and they are killing the game, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think they're, like, anywhere between 10 to maybe 20, 30 bucks. Don't quote me exactly. I'll put their link in the show description below. And then you also said, too, like, if you make less money, mm-hmm. um, not as much money, there's a website you can go to that actually they will volunteer help you out for free. Exactly, exactly. So um, you guys should all, always know that the IRS does have resources for taxpayers. Yeah. One of those resources is actually what got me into the tax game now. It's okay. a program called VITA. Okay. It stands for the Volunteer Income Tax Assistant Program. It's a free program um, yeah. via the IRS where they are in partnership with third-party companies to help provide tax preparation services in low-income communities. Okay. Um, so depending upon where you are, you want to go and check out the irs.gov website, yeah. um, search for VITA, and yeah. find the location that's near you because it's free and it's, and it's getting free. done by a person. So you kind of feel Whoa. a bit more comfortable like I didn't have to do it myself. Got you, got you. So this, <laughs> this is what I'll do. I'll make sure to drop in the show notes um, smart tax. It's like they're very, very affordable. I've used them in the past before and uh, they've partnered with, well, not partner, it's owned by Dave Ramsey, uh, my mentor, which is very, very solid. And then if you are in that low income community, mm-hmm. let's say 15 bucks for you is, is, it's a stretch. Let's be honest. There are people who are doing that, uh, who have, uh, who need some help. I'm going to put Vida as well down there. I'll find that link, put it in the show description for you. Uh, so for business owners, mm-hmm. right? Why is it important for them to have someone like you, mm-hmm. not just for this season to just file the paperwork, yep. but, you know, I pay you for the whole year. Right. And mm-hmm. she's not cheap. <laughs> now, she's not You ain't cheap, cheap either. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my girl is not cheap. But she ain't crazy, though, because you have saved me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, every, every major move that I do right now from bringing on a new team member, from... 
Um, she told me how to save myself in taxes last year. I won't say what, what I did, uh, but she's like, hey, you need to go do this. Um, I have learned so much from having as a self-employed person. Because does a full-time W-2 making $60,000 a year individual need a full-time CPA like yourself? So I wouldn't say full-time unless, again, they are triggering these schedules. So schedule A, B, C, D, and E. Okay. Um, when you're found a 1040, which is your individual return, you typically have schedules attached to it, which separates out how you earn income okay. or how you expense. So schedule A is your itemizable deductions. That okay. means you pay a lot in medical expenses, dental. You also have real estate property for your personal. So you're paying property taxes. You're paying real estate taxes. That's schedule A. Schedule B, you earn interest in Dividends. So now that means you got a stock account. You yes. got some some assets somewhere. Yeah. Schedule C, that's specifically for a self-employed business. Yeah. Um, schedule D, that's capital gains. Yeah. And then schedule E is rental, rental. real estate. Yes, rent and royalties. Oh. Yes. So once you trigger those as an individual, I would say to consult with the CPA. If you sell a house, that's a schedule E or is that just a regular taxes? So it depends on how you sold the house, it's right? It's my primary house. If it's your primary property, you now have um, a couple of options because you do get favorable tax, tra- tax treatment okay. um, for having even owned your asset. They will allow you to exclude your gain, okay. which is amazing. So yeah. imagine if you had your personal asset for two years out of the past five-year period, you will now qualify for a homeowner's exclusion. Gotcha. So you don't have to worry about paying capital gains tax. So that's one way to avoid with real estate. Yeah. Another way to avoid paying a lot of taxes in real estate is to do what we call a 1031 exchange, yeah. where rather than cashing out on your investment, you take that profit, roll it into another property of equal or more value, and now you get to exclude that gain. And that's on rental property only, right? Um, so investment it's on property. Investment properties, exactly. Because we tried to do that for my primary. You was like, we can't. We can't. Mm-mm. So if it was, it has to be either investment, because for your primary, you're option would have been to qualify for the two out of five and exclude the amount. I was so bummed. But now you know the next time you own a house, let me stay for two years. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. right. Before we get to the self-employed people, what are like three deductions legally and ethically that uh, W-2 employees can write off that some tend to maybe forget about Mm -hmm. or not get advised to do? Of course, there's a, there's a bunch. Okay, so I guess I can do three. Um, number one is your retirement savings. If you are contributing to um, traditional retirement accounts, you do get a tax benefit for that. Wow. So make sure you are deducting now your tax return. Yep. Um, number two, a lot of us pay for our, well, not us, I don't have kids yet, but a lot of taxpayers, right. you know, have dependents and they're paying for a child and dependent care. Even if you're paying your aunt or your grandma to take care of your child, if that person is going to allow you to report their social and the amount that they're paying on your return, you can also deduct your child and dependent care expenses. Oh, because they will pay, they will pay them. Exactly. Because now you're creating a transaction to where you paid the person for child independent care, but they are now a self-employed individual. Oh, exactly. So in this way, you know, they get some income to report because hopefully they can deduct against it. Right. And then on you, you get to deduct the child independent care expenses on your return. So you trying to tell me people who hire, like if I hire Rebecca, she's like 20 years old. She Mm -hmm. lives on my social media, right? I'm just playing. She's not 20. She's a grown woman. But <laughs> if she came over to my house, watched my kids, and mm-hmm. I gave her, let's say throughout the whole year, $1,000, mm-hmm. I can deduct that $1,000 uh, on my taxes as long as I report her social? 
Exactly. So you'll add it into the child independent care worksheet where she'll add her social. She has a business because some people do have businesses for this or DBAs or EIN numbers. Yeah, yeah. You add that, the address, um, and you know, how the relationship between the, her and the child went. And yes, it's now deduction. So your child, your child independent care expenses are a deductible. Do you see why she the people CPA? Cause she for <laughs> the people. She, what? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hit me with another one. So another one um, for my teachers out there. Don't go there. If you are a teacher, teachers get a special above the line deduction where they can deduct the cost of, you know, paying for supplies, pencils, pens, chalkboard as well. The above the line. I think the deduction limit is 250 Wow. So, and that you get that regardless. So as long as you, you, a lot of teachers that we know, they buy chalkboards, they're buying markers, they're buying stuff. They can deduct those expenses on their tax return as well. You know, um, and I, and I know the answer to this, but I want you to say this, yeah. because again, I want to help people do things legally and ethically and not get in, in, into any trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think they can write off their miles going to work. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I'm going to work and it's not, you know, it's, it is for work. Yeah. So, I mean, I know a lot of, I've mm-hmm. had other people filing my taxes. Mm-hmm. Tell me, well, how many miles did you drive to work this year? Yeah. Like, oh, what are you talking about? Well, we can write it off. It's for work. Yeah. And I was like, uh, you know what I do, right? <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's not legal, is it? it it's not. So tax laws change, you know, throughout the year. It always changes, especially when we have a change in government. And back in the day, it used to be an itemizable deduction for you to deduct unreimbursed um, expenses from you being an employee. Yeah. Yep. So that's where, that's where it, it comes came. From. Exactly. But again, you you choose an expert or somebody who's just doing things. An expert, because I'm a CPA, I'm required to do CE credits. So I'm learning about tax law changes. Yeah. They got rid of that. They did. Yes, 2018 TCJA Act. Um, right after that, no more. No. No more. So people out here misleading people. Yes, because you can only deduct if you are an individual. You still can deduct charitable miles. So if you're driving to them from charitable purposes, um, to you know contribute your time, that's deductible. Okay. Um, but you cannot deduct deduct mileage unless it's now for business purposes. Okay. Right. So we can transition into okay, self-employed individuals where yeah. there's a plethora of things that you can deduct. So let's say we have generous people who are watching right now. I have a very generous tribe. Mm-hmm. They give a lot like to church for their tithes, mm-hmm. offerings. They help pay for youth pastor salaries. Yep. They give to the Boys and Girls Club. Um, once a year on for myself, when I was a W-2 employee, mm-hmm. um, I used to actually give away like five, ten thousand dollars 10000 homeless people to put them in a hotel mm-hmm. uh, for Christmas time, right? Um, does it look odd? When you are so generous, let's say you give away 25% of your net pay to Mm -hmm. tithe offerings and to just being generous. Mm -hmm. Um, Does it look odd on your, when you file taxes Mm -hmm. that you gave away that much money? So no, because again, it's all personal preference. So as long as we can support the deductions, um, that's what we're looking for. The thing about donating in that way, when it's not going through a IRS recognized 501c3 is that deductibility is not equivalent. Okay. So in order to properly deduct, you want to make sure that you are contributing through a not-for-profit organization. And I can't even just say not-for-profit specifically has to be 501c3. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, this way, again, they recognize the tax exempt, so your donations are tax deductible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good because mm-hmm. my um, 
a person who filed my taxes, I, I, I want to be careful because now since I have you, there's a difference between a CPA and someone who just files your taxes. Exactly. And so this, the person who was filing my taxes told me, because you gave it generously, mm-hmm. we can write it off. And then uh, when I talked to a tax advisor, he said, no, you can't. Right. You didn't give it to a 501c3. C3. Exactly. So then he told me, stop going and just putting the money into the hotel and giving them the food. Mm-hmm. Partner with the organization yeah. mm-hmm. that is 501c3 and have them do all the work so that way you can legally write it off. Exactly. And that's a that's a tax planning strategy right there. Absolutely. That's amazing. That's why you on my payroll. <laughs> <laughs> Do you then like want people to love you the way that all the hoe girls love you? Because they all come the at you. Ho girls. Ooh. Welcome. Welcome to the Singles Mansion. First edition, first season. Uh, oh! Oh, oh, God. <laughs> but I think that's gonna stick with them. That's crazy. Just because you're talking about I know, I don't know. is it nothing okay. or okay. is it Yo, what's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony Neal. Welcome back to the show. Man, listen, we are having just a real good, quick conversation uh, with the People CPA, my CPA, and she's just dropping some knowledge <laughs> on what should you be doing right now to prepare to file your taxes, and not just file your taxes for today, but I love her strategy, and it's a strategy that I teach. How do we prepare ourselves to pay less in taxes so we can keep the most of our money and towards the end of the year or towards this time next year? Uh, how do we pay the IRS little to nothing? How do we get close to even to where um, we can enjoy our money? Because I'm tired of paying the IRS money and then they don't give me no interest back. Mm-hmm. But then the moment you keep money from them, it's not just interest. It's also penalties. Exactly. You know, so uh, I wish I could charge some penalties, um, uh, <laughs> interest, um, um, issues, uh, law. Fee- <laughs> I, I want to charge them everything. Everything. Agony everything. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but real quick, before we get back to the people CPA, real quick, don't forget right now, a lot of you all are going to be getting a lot of money uh, to come back from your returns. And that's cool. That's great. I want to encourage you to build your emergency fund. I want to tell you where to park your emergency fund. And that's with my friends over at Prize Pool. They're going to give you 0.30% uh, on their on the interest rate. It's going to be FDIC insured. And then also, if you just park your money in the account, they're going to give you a ticket. So let's say if you have $1,000 in there, they're going to give you 1,000 tickets to go towards weekly and monthly grand prizes. So not only are you going to get a high interest rate, because the average bank is giving you like 0.05, they're going to give you 0.30. And plus, they're going to also give you an opportunity to win an extra $100 up to about $25,000, depending on what their grand prize is. I've already won about $300. I parked my money over there. Come join me over at Prize Pool. The information is in the show description. When you get your money back this year, save a little of it, okay? Invest a little bit of it. Um, and then also, stop trying to... This, this is what I do hate. Um, people say, well, I do that with my taxes because that's my savings account. Hmm. But as you just said, you know, you don't get no interest. No interest. So what is it? If that's the case, you could have just put your money under your 
under your pillow. Because they're like out of sight, out of mind. What? Right. Kind and of outside of not getting interest, remember, you also lost even more because of inflation. <sighs> Right. So the opportunity cost, though it doesn't seem like a lot, it can be substantially a lot. Because imagine taking that 6K you got for a refund, but instead of getting a refund, you actually contribute to a Roth IRA, you know, all last year for that 6K to where you broke even. Yeah. At the end of the year, that Roth IRA will probably hopefully be worth more than that 6000 right? And in 15, 20 years, it's probably going to be worth 100000 Right. So you want to be able to understand that opportunity cost is a real thing. And though you get the money back, it's the fact that you actually are getting a little bit less because inflation. Come on. Come on. Listen. (laughs) Okay, listen. I'm going to drop Ramsey's uh, smart tax information below, Vita information below. I'm also going to drop her information below because if you are self-employed, and you're going through all those forms, um, you do need some help, you know, and uh, she's a great person. She does all of my stuff. And I'm telling you right now, um, I got to cut a check back. I'll just be honest to the IRS. I'm going to pay them on due date, <laughs> on due date. Okay. And uh, then I can get the money before. Uh, well, yeah, they will get it on the day of. It'll be posted on the day of, of due date. <laughs> Uh, for the self-employed people, one of the things that I've really been strategic, strategically asking you is, how do I know how much to write off without hurting myself from potentially having to show income? So that way, when I purchased my new home, it didn't hurt me. Like, right. what's a good gauge? Right. And that's the thing, because you mentioned earlier that unlike you know most relationships, we don't just meet once a year. Right. I'm in your business all year. Right. I don't even know what's going on, so I can better serve you, better direct you, better yeah. advise you. Um, and this is another piece of that, right? So understanding that um, come come tax season, we should be prepared. Yeah. We should know how much we're on track to pay, so that when the time gets here, we, we already know it's what's up. Surprise! Yeah. We know what's up. Um, so for self-employed individuals, they definitely need that assistance. Yeah. You don't want to be a self-employed individual and you get to January 1st of the new year and you did not learn or more importantly, you did not execute any tax strategy, right? Because now you're putting yourself in a very tight position after the cutoff date, which is 1231 or whatever your year end is. If you change to elect a different year end, that's your cutoff date for the most part. So all of our many deductions that we can take, we're now limited just to just a few because we're now in a new year. We're in a new tax year. Right. So we want to be proactive in tax plan yeah. for individuals that have businesses know that there's no cap on what you can deduct. Right. Yeah. Um, so if you want to take it to the extreme, you can, you can go ahead and deduct pretty much almost anything. In our first episode, we talked about how to deduct an expense. All it needs to qualify is, is, is being ordinary and unnecessary, meaning that it's ordinary in your course of business, right? I'm an accountant. So buying software, buying laptops, that's ordinary. Necessary, meaning that I needed that to make money. Again, my laptop, my software, I need that. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 <laughs> I need yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That makes the expense deductible, okay. right? But of course, getting carried away can be very easy because again, have a good CPA on your team. We can make almost anything deductible ethically and legally, right? If we turn it into a proper business expense. Yes. However, you don't want to get too crazy with deducting if you know that you need your AGI. So AGI is your adjusted gross income. I know that. I knew that. 
Yes, you're just a gross income. That is your magical tax number. That number is tagged if you're applying for almost anything they're asking for your AGI. Yeah, yeah. If you OD on deductions, your AGI is going to be reflection of OD on deductions. Right. Um, that can now hinder you again if your your goal is to purchase a home, purchase a vehicle, whatever it may be, if your AGI is affected, you're now impacted. So though it sounds good in theory, hey, let me deduct everything and not pay no taxes. Well, now you are limiting what you can do in at least the next one or two years to better propel you to finish your wealth building journey. So why delay if we don't have to, right? You want to be comfortable with the amount you pay. So again, this is what tax planning is for. Because outside of us projecting out your revenue and expenses to figure out how much you'll pay, we're asking, okay, well, what are your goals, right? Are we trying to get a house? Are we, you know, are we trying to start another business? Are we about to get married to have kids? I need to know what we are saving for because this will dictate, you know, how much we are, you know, attributing on our tax return. Because not to say that we don't report income or we don't report expenses if we don't need it to be higher or lower. It's we can figure out a strategy to work around it. So whether it's deferring revenues, whether it's expediting expenses, we can strategize around it, but it's all up to what your goals are. Ooh-wee. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the people CPA. I don't okay. keep saying that. It's the people <laughs> CPA. Uh, real quick before we go, uh, because I really want to speak short, quick, simple, straight to the point so people can just get some just some some knowledge while they're they're filing um, for self-employed people. What is something that a lot of what is what is like? Yeah, here we go. What are the top three mistakes self-employed people do during this season? Oh, there's, there's so many. <laughs> number one mistake. Number one is not having your books together. Let's not put that out your there. Books together. Because and when you say books, what is that? Because, I mean, you have new entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So what, when you say not having your books together, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so it's your accounting and your records. So it's two pieces because bookkeeping is one piece. That's yep. understanding your numbers, his revenue, his expenses. But then record keeping is also equally as important because that's how we defend those numbers. Okay. So when I say books, it's the combination of bookkeeping and accounting. Um, Sorry, bookkeeping, aka accounting, and record keeping. Okay, okay, okay. You want them to be together so you can confidently defend your tax positions. Okay. So that's mistake numero uno is that. Numero uno. Numero dos is not understanding how you can better save yourself in taxes by switching your tax election. Right? Okay. So a lot of entrepreneurs, we, you know, default to get an LOC. Very common. Um, With LOCs, your net your net income will be subject to self-employment tax, which is 15.3%, in addition to paying ordinary income tax. Yeah, it's a lot. Right. Um, for some individuals that make, I would say, less than 40K a year, that makes sense. it may not be a huge significant change. Right. But once you are making, I would say, between 40000 and $400,000 a year, you probably want to see if you should switch to being an escort. Um, in this way, because again, before we make a decision, it's understanding that you have to be able to provide payroll for yourself, right? Mm. But if you can comfortably say, hey, I netted 400000 I paid myself 100 k out of that. I got 300 k left over net income. Rather than paying that additional 15.3% of taxes with an S-Corp, that 300 k will only be subject to your ordinary income tax rate only. So similar to how dividends are taxed, since it's going to be a shareholder's payment, so it is taxed as a dividend. Yes. Yes. It can save people thousands. Thousands of dollars. Thousands. 
Just from one move. Just from one move. Yes. from So I always make this joke. You know how Geico's like, you can save 15% or more by switching Switch to car insurance. Yeah. I say you can save 15% or more by switching to escort. <laughs> are you an escort? If are you? you are a business, if you make, if is it net 40 or gross 40? Net. Emphasis on the net. Net. So if you make net, yeah. 40 to, I would say, 400000 to you where we can comfortably be. pay you some type of salary. Yes, we can save you tens of thousands of dollars just by that one move. And that means after you sit down with a CPA, you may have made 800000 but your company netted exactly 400000 Out of the 400000 you personally profit. The company paid you 100000 Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And this is why <sighs> bookkeeping is important because Very. we cannot make this analysis without having your books properly Very. in order. Very mm-hmm. man, this is why she's the people CPA <laughs> because you need this kind of information, you need this kind of wisdom. Mm-hmm. All right, lastly, lastly yep. my third is understanding that you can deduct outside of your means sometimes. And when I say that, a lot of people think if it's not directly related to my business, I can't deduct it, right? And a more common deduction that can exemplify this is home office, right? Many individuals you know we're you know just post COVID. Kind of, sort of. Right. Right. Um, a lot of us are working from home. Okay. So though your apartment may not be in your business's name or your home may not be in your business's name, that can sometimes deter entrepreneurs from deducting their home office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't have to be in your business's name because technically if you are working from home for your business, mm-hmm. your business owes you rent. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it owes you rent for using your space. Right. Yeah, so you yeah. can figure out a way to legally, ethically allow your business to lease from you. So now this becomes a tax deduction again. Oh, my, so my, your my. rent, your utilities, all extra good stuff. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. OK. All mm-hmm. right. All right. Got another question for you because <laughs> you was talking to me about cars and break things down. Yes. You was telling me how electric is like the route to go because mm-hmm. you can get some extra benefits from that. Mm-hmm. What What is that whole thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in many states, you can get a credit for having an electric vehicle. Um. So for example, California, uh, you know, one of our favorite states, if you go E, you do get a really big rebate back from California state tax department. So you'll get a higher refund from having an electric vehicle. And again, as we spoke about episode one, the tax code really more so acts as an incentive right. on how to, you know, have society, have society move towards what legislation wants them to do. Yeah, yeah. So we want y'all to go electric. I'm going to give y'all tax credits for going electric. And outside of the scope of the vehicle, it applies to your home as well. So if you're paying for energy efficient um, stuff in your home, yeah, yeah. like windows, so, you're uh, paying for ex- exactly a solar panel. You're uh, paying for doors that insulate a lot better or a better HVAC system. If they qualify under being, you know, energy efficient under certain programs, you can also get credits for that as well. Listen, y'all, it's the people CPA, my CPA, <laughs> my little sister who's killing the game. Thank uh, you. I mean, this woman and bought her mama a house. She's about to uh, buy a house, and she done bought cars for her and her mama. She, I mean, how many businesses do you own? I think like four. <laughs> I think like four. Yeah, like four businesses. I'm like this. This is why she's my people because she she gets smart, she gets intelligent. But I do know that she's gonna make sure that I do it right, legally, 
ethically and also for me, like spiritually as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to make sure that I, I'm pleasing to God. So um, I want y'all to click the link in the below in the show descriptions. All right. In the show descriptions, click the link <laughs> in the show description. Um, I'm going to have uh, Ramsey Smart Tax there to where very affordable, very good. If you're not making over six figures, if you don't have all those forms, great route to go. They're going to ask you a whole bunch of questions. I've used them personally several times. And then we'll put Vita down there to where if you are struggling financially and you just don't have the funds right now, hey, I'm going to drop that link down there. That is a proven and researched link to where you can get some free help. Um, and then I'll make sure to have my girl's information if you out there balling and you need a CPA, uh, because I would encourage you to. What I love about what she does is what I I, I never really had the privilege of understanding. I just thought, OK, I need to see someone around tax time. No, man, we meet once a quarter. Uh, we touch bases once a month on my bookings. And then once a quarter, we analyze, OK, this is where the business is. This is where you're going. Um, Anthony, you may have some trouble over here. So let's let's do this. There's a strategy that the wealthy people are putting in place, so that way they're legally paying their taxes, but they're also legally not paying as much taxes. And I think we as Black people, I'm just going to say it, we need that same strategy, that same plan as well. And so, man, um, thank you so much. If you missed our first show, it's two hours long. And it was, I mean, we talking about writing off dogs. <laughs> we, we talking about writing off the, uh, you know, the G wagons. We're talking about how do we pay our kids um, and write that off and set them up to build wealth. And there's so much information. I'll also make sure to drop that video in the show description. But it's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Says thank you. Thank you for having me at Yo, the table. ATL edition. ATL edition. <laughs> we still had a table in the building. Yo, peace out. It's your boy. I'll see y'all next show. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.